1: and an
2: outing pass upfield. field. Ragey towne gathers it in on the dead run and races all the way to score for Los Angeles. The 72-yard
0: touchdown play. And first down inside his own five from his own end zone. Sacked and a safety on Rudolph. Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews got to him. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood playing in pain with his broken leg.
2: A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. the a whole burst through to it. 20. Nice to runs A run for that. 45 seconds deep. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number
0: 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hicker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on, and he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey.
3: Radio, with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
1: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio, this is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former losses, Rams defensive back, Michael Stewart, and we're here to talk with you about the team's 27-20 loss in New Orleans today. It was, oh uh, well... Sad. <laughs> Sad. I I tried to think of something more articulate than that, Mike, but I had nothing. The season's over. Well, three weeks ago, I basically said they had to win two their next three, and they lost all three, and we have injuries galore. It's been ugly, and I, I don't even know where to begin when talking about this game. Maybe you have a good opener for me, Mike. Maybe you do. Or maybe you're just... As befuddled as I am,
2: go for sure, for sure, sir, for sure. I I have nothing but uh, it's definitely not gratitude. It's attitude regarding these Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Again, as I said before, you have to have some pride about yourself when you step between those lines. I just don't see it.
1: But we'll talk about, we're going to talk about a few things here. Before we do, we want to give some props to our sponsors, so check them out.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, so before we get into it, it. You know, you may have noticed that we did not podcast today. I mean, this, this week, other than an episode from Butting Heads. And, um, well, you're supposed to. And last Sunday, I got the news that my friend and our co founder, Rudy Hires, who helped build the site, you know, it was on occasionally, but he was the guy that I founded Ramps Talk with, had passed away. And I still don't know a whole lot, haven't been able to get much information. But what I do know is that he's no longer with us. And uh, just to note, I met Rudy as a writer contributing to Yahoo Sports way back years ago, years ago. And this was during the era of the big debate between Los Angeles and St. Louis. The all the the, the the grumbling going back and forth. And this is where I wrote the article that basically turned a fan base, many who read me anyways, against me when I wrote that the team belonged in LA. And throughout time over the course of ten years, we maintained contact through mostly because we were so busy, uh, through a Facebook uh conversation with us and and Sky, who, you know, comes out once in a while. And for 10 years, we sat in that chat and talked Rams football every week, every day. And then suddenly, last week, about a week and a half ago, Rudy stopped chatting. And occasionally happens once we we'll get busy, we don't comment. And then I got the call from Sky telling me that Rudy had passed. So I'm sorry I wasn't in the place of podcast last week, you know, losing a friend on this one who went on a major journey with throughout the course of a decade covering this team who helped me build the website when we were really focused on on written, written work. And now we're focused on podcasting and I, you know, I just wasn't really there for it. I'm sure you You understand Mike, um, but I do owe a great debt of gratitude to Rudy. Now, even though he was not able over the years to stay, keep working with us, without him helping me start it, we don't have Rams Talk today. We don't have all the you know over over six hundred episodes of podcasts. We don't have any of that because it started with him and I, and um, or he and I. I I might have been sure about proper English today. So I want to acknowledge him. Um, It's a big loss, and uh, I'm, I'm glad, Mike, that. The one thing he wanted was to see the Rams win a Super Bowl as the Los Angeles Rams. And I am I am glad that he got to see that before he passed.
2: Absolutely, DC. Uh, again, you know, condolences to you, you know, losing a great friend. Uh, you know, I didn't get officially to meeting per se, but. You know, it's always great to know when you are surrounded by great individuals such as yourself, Rudy and the rest of the gang. Uh, Typically things in this life get a start. And yes, because of him, Rams Talk is available live and well. So definitely a shout out to him. Shout out for all that he's done. uh, And we'll do our best to continue, you know, his legacy as we continue to podcast as long as possible.
1: Which unfortunately brings us to today. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Rams lose 27-20 New Orleans. Another second half where they where they fall apart. I would have thought with a late drive in the in the second quarter, take the lead to half Todd that would have been good inspiration for them. And then they come out in the second half and it all falls apart. Here we go. This is the numbers. Uh, first down, Rams 17, Saints 19. Third down efficiency, 5 of 14 for the Rams. 5 of 14. 4 of 11 for the Saints. 336 total yards for the Rams, 323 for the Saints. There was a point at halftime when the Rams had over 200 yards total offense. So that second half again comes back to get them. The average per play, 5.4 for the Rams, 5.8. The Rams had 148 yards rushing today. That's nice. 88 for the Saints on 30 carries to 24. Rams average 4.9 yards a carry. Coming up here, um, four sacks allowed by both teams. Four sacks. The penalties, six for 55 on the Rams, two for 15 on the Saints. In the end, I can pinpoint two things I believe hurt the Rams, but maybe I'm wrong. So I want to save those for a second because I've talked enough. Mike, when you look at this game, what went wrong?
2: Well, you know, again, to me, you know, when you play this game called football, you have to have passion for it. And I tell kids, is, whenever you start playing, there's a lot that goes into going and practicing in the heat and playing in the freezing cold like Green Bay was this week and Tennessee uh, to, you know, traveling to playing against uh, great players. You have to have passion yourself. That's what I just see this lacking with our Los Angeles Rams It's just a passion to go out there and compete each and every play, each and every week, each and every quarter and, and so on and so forth. Again, it's almost like, hey, man, we won the Super Bowl, and everybody's just kind of riding that as though you can just show up and you're just going to win games. It just doesn't work that way.
1: It is it is something you wish could happen. Like, you, you know, you go – if you pick up Madden, you can find a way to win with third stringers, right? You know, right, in right. This, in this kind of game, you can't do that. And I, I can pinpoint two things. You know, losing Matt Stafford um, – that was a backbreaker. Okay. Uh offensively. And then the the other issue I'm looking at here is a defense. A defense that got four sacks. Um but I somehow made Andy Dalton look like Joe Montana out there. I I don't know how you do this. It it the big touchdown again issues between um between the, the, oh, my gosh. The constant, man. How do Jalen Ramsey and Taylor Rapp continue to have miscommunication issues back there for wow. years now? How? And that's where I want to talk to you because you are the secondary guru. You know this stuff. And, and maybe you see something I, I don't see. But how, how does this continue? I mean, Andy Dalton's numbers today, twenty-one, twenty-five, two 260 yards, three touchdowns. Three. Right. Right. Uh, How do you make this guy look this good?
2: Yeah. Well, you make him look this good by basically having blown coverages. And that's what's happening with the Rams with miscommunication. Typically in the secondary, your shot caller or your leader typically is going to be your free safety. Your free safety is usually the secondary general and. Quasi second person behind, maybe your Mike linebacker. In our case, uh, Mr. Bobby Evans. Uh, not Bobby Evans, but why am I drawing a blank? Our linebacker from Seattle, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. I'm getting them doubled up, but. You got typically a Bobby Wagner is your leader on the defense, getting the checks, getting guys set up. Secondary wise, it's usually your free safety. Sometimes your strong safety if it's interchangeable. You know, me playing both. You got to know things. But what's happening is you got a corner in Jalen Ramsey, who's more of a maybe specialist in playing man to man. He's not really doing well and playing off and soft or not as something's going on, you know, but a guy who played well in this system last year now seems like he's a new guy in the system. So I don't know if they're trying to do some different things, but you just can't give up that many big plays. You got to make a guy do it to you 10 times coming down the field. You just can't give up, you know, that much yards in two or three, four plays And expect to win consistently. It's just not going to work at the NFL level. So, whatever's happening with Taylor Rapp or or Jalen, thinking, you know, hey, the safety or the guy over the top on my side is always going to kind of maybe have my back. He should be able to read some route combinations. If I do gamble, I should be able to look back and that guy's somewhat covering for me. But again, if Taylor Rapp is out of position, which it looks like he is a lot. And also, I'm like, when is he going to come up and make a tackle, quit standing flat footed, waiting for receivers and running backs to run to you and then get juked So it's just a, a number of things like that. But typically, your, your free safety is the guy who kind of controls the secondary, puts everybody in place and actually is like an Ed Reed type. We call them the eraser. They e- re- erase the mistakes that you may make, linebacker, corner, or somebody underneath, but that's just not happening this year. So
1: I'm going to come back to this one. Note this real quick. Sean Robinson gets hurt. Yeah. Um, so he's out later on. Um, you, of course, Ty Checky hurts his ankle, which at that point, who comes in to replace him? bobby evans going to left tackle yeah and uh our friend over at downtown rams um jake allen bogan noted this stick yesterday like what if like a profit, you know <laughs> and of course that's exactly what happened that's what happened and now i mean it doesn't look it doesn't look well at all it doesn't look good at all when your quarterback has goes into protocol For the second time in two weeks, he goes into the tent and then goes to the locker room. Usually, if you're going to the tent then the locker room, you got a concussion. Now, in the press room right now, we understand that Sean McVay is saying he doesn't know. And that might be the case. That might be the case. However, I'm just going to say, to me, that's a concussion. That's a concussion. And... I guess we have several questions to ask about this. I don't even know what to really say. I want to give two props. You know, one prop to Cam Akers, who had a nice day out there. He had a nice day. And it made me wonder why in the world Kyron Williams got um, got that run on fourth down when you had Cam Akers there, and he having a decent day. Can you, can you explain that to me? Fourth and one, and you're giving that to Kyron Williams, a rookie who just got off injury?
2: Well, the thing is, I think it's overthinking it. You know, you're going around and now you're trying to, you know, use trickery and a whole bunch of other things. Running backs in that sense, rookie, uh, second, 10, 15-year-old, you don't want to say they can be interchangeable. I mean, you have outstanding running backs, Eric Dickerson, Jim Brown, you know, Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomason, you can go down the line, but... In our case with the Rams situation, I don't know that we have a standout back who you go, oh, that's who we need to go with. However, Cam Aikens was had the flow today, and I'm a guy. Let's go with the hot hand. So, yeah, in that sense, I don't know what they're thinking. Again, you're just trying, oh, if we put this guy in, they think we're going to play action, and we're going to hand it off to him and then get smacked, and we see what happens.
1: Um, Yeah, it just blew my mind at that point. Like, This is really what you're going to do. And Sean McVay has a tendency to do that. He has a tendency to overthink something when really, man, just go to your best guy. Sometimes you just go to your best guy and see what happens. If you fail, then you fail, then. But the other thing I also wanted to note, Bryce Perkins looked pretty decent out there for a guy who, coming off the bench, I mean, props to him. Not perfect. but. People have been wanting to see him, and now they have. Not bad. Not bad at all. They just
0: want to throw no. the two out there.
2: Yeah, not at all, not at all. And I definitely agree. But what I don't understand with all the coaches across the league, especially in Bryce's place, Bryce's place, it's not like he just showed up two weeks ago. So the thing is, yeah, maybe he didn't get to play, you know, or do all the snaps in practice. But he's been in your system now for over a couple years and he's played pretty well in college. OK, smaller, what have you. But he went in last year a few times uh, or COVID season, did some good things. So my thing is, I, I just shy away from, hey, you know, you just start doing basic stuff with the guy who comes in. Now you maybe don't want him coming in, drawing to get some rhythm, but I I just would think these coaches would do better. You know, it's like Tyler Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke, Taylor, uh, with the Commanders. Yeah, man, you came in. Oh, he's winning. Oh, now we start kind of opening the playbook more. Okay, this guy's played for you. So that's the only thing I think kind of hurt a little bit today. And again, hopefully with this week because it sounds like he may be the guy cause Stafford being out and not sure when Wolfers coming back. But yeah, I think he did a decent job under the circumstances.
1: I think he has to be the guy. Because you have I mean he has legs. He can move a bit. And when you have no offensive line, I mean Wolfert can move some. He, this one, you know, Price can move better than Wolford can. And so he gives you a chance. But I mean Looking at the schedule these next couple weeks, here we go. Kansas City, Seattle. We're out the bat. When they have their Thursday game against the Raiders, which is, I mean, that's doable. They're 2-7, and seven, but they're, they're better than their 2-7 record indicates. Then they go Green Bay. Green Bay's 4-7. and seven. Again, better than the record indicates. Then they're Denver at home, Chargers, Seattle. I think the Rams will get a win in there somewhere. Maybe even get two wins in there somewhere. But we're looking at a 5 12 team right now maybe worse. What was we had them at 12 and five, and I think they're going to be lucky to get five wins. Wow, you know, for a, coming off a Super Bowl win. <sighs> so midweek this week, as we as we preview Kansas City, we're going to talk about expectations for the rest of the year, and, and of course, some people are like, "Are you are you saying the season's over?" Am I? I am. I am. Are you? Oh, for sure. So what do we do for the next two months as we cover this team? Well, I mean, they have a lot of young players that need to develop, that we're going to see get some action. We're going to see a team without Cooper Cup. This is actually, in my view, Mike, this is a good opportunity to develop some of these other guys and get them as part of the offense. Right. Just my opinion. Get some of these other guys involved. Kyron Williams, what well, can you find out about him? Can can makers come in there and make a difference? Can these offensive linemen who now, you know, you have a couple who are still alive <laughs> up there. Um, how can you develop them and get them ready for next year? It's not all for a loss. Like, they're going to have a... I was looking at the schedule next year, and right now they're en route to finish last. Next year, you know, they would take a last place schedule. They, they, they very possibly, with some moves, with some some fixes here and there, can be right back in the mix next year. This is not a lost cause. This is not a team that's going to fall apart this year. That said, you know what this reminds me of, Mike? Uh, I'm thinking of the 2017 Seattle Seahawks. And that year, they they were coming in as the favorites to win the division. But they had that core – that had been together for a while. they have been to, you know, a couple of Super Bowls, and they were, at that point, getting ready to make the call to switch out the roster, move on from some people. And I kind of feel like that flux is where the Rams are heading. I mean, if you remember, the Seahawks lost the division to the Rams that year. The Rams blew them out in, in Seattle. And I, I think that's where things really changed for the Seattle franchise from that point forward. How will the Rams respond to a similar situation? Seattle reloaded in a lot of areas and and didn't in others, um, which I think eventually cost Russell Wilson his prime. But the Rams have the same opportunity here to reload in other areas. Where do you see this, Mike? Where do you think the Rams are?
2: I think the Rams uh, put themselves in a situation when Sean McVay became indecisive on coaching. And I think now that's an hangover effect that's affecting them because it it, it seems kind of obvious. They've kind of tuned this guy out. If that's happened, as it looks like it, Yeah, guys are just going to kind of go through the motions and just be like, yeah, okay, coach, whatever you say, you're not even going to be here next year. So that's the feeling I get just looking at how they're playing. And then now with the injuries and once you start getting more than three, four of your like starter guys injured, guys really start thinking about, man, is it really worth me going out here getting injured for no reason at all? So that's when you see people just kind of start doing stuff. They start making business decisions. They're not going for balls. We saw a little bit of that. You start getting gator arms at the receiver position. You're not really coming up from the secondary. You're not playing hard. You're taking more snaps on the sideline. So I think as long as McVay is non-committal on anything more than this year. Yeah, it's kind of going to be a wrap going forward until they figure out who's going to be the next head coach, and then they'll decide, hey, if I want to play or stay here and all those things. So, uh, but it's it's going to be a long season at this point.
1: Long season, and I, I think we keep we mentioned it last week. But I think we keep forgetting it. Who's to say Aaron Donald and Sean McVay at the end of the year go? You know what? Okay, it's time to go. Who's to say they don't do that? Sean McVay can lead the job right now, right, and go make a bunch like you're, you're you're alluding to that, and Aaron Donald can wrap the sunset. I just don't think, I don't think they can do that, and be okay. Like a, like if they were going to go, they should have gone last year when at the end of the, after the Super Bowl. And now I, I don't see Aaron Donald or McVeigh leaving like that, like going out on a team that's like five and twelve. <laughs> and yeah, I, do you do you do you see that? I don't.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So as it goes more and more downhill. You're gonna see more and more guys trying to protect themselves against injury. When you start doing that, you could get injured because you're not going all out, or you just kind of start having these injuries, like oh, I got a strained hamstring. No,
1: I mean, no, that's that, not what I'm saying though. I get that. I'm no. talking about like for next year. I don't see if if this team goes like five and twelve, four and thirteen. I don't see McVeigh or. Aaron Donald walking away because they're not going to want their careers to end like that.
2: You don't think so?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they go one more to leave on a better note. Like who wants to end their career on a five and twelve team and that be the end of it? Hey, dudes they're are out ahead of man. That money is talking. The money is talking. Yeah, and I, again, I've I've never thought that McVeigh at this point is there for the long haul. I don't, and I I believe Aaron Donald when he says I was going to retire. I just, these are competitors, man. These are people who have been competing for years, and they have some level of pride. I don't think they want to go out this way. If they do, this is a full rebuild. This isn't reload. This is a rebuild. But I guess we'll find out. That's, I mean, we can talk about all this all we want, but if they stay, it's a reload. If they leave, it's a rebuild. Would you agree or disagree? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's where I'm at. And then you have to wonder, okay, where's Les Snead at with all this?
2: Well, you figure you you, you can be him and you might get a one or two year reprieve in regards to you've had a great run. So this year, They're going to chalk things up to being, we just had too many guys injured. And so that being the case, well, let's look at next year and then really evaluate. Now, they may evaluate down the stretch, see if guys actually, that they go, oh, this guy really doesn't want to be here. We're going to get rid of him. But what they'll do is, regardless of how the season ends up, the the assumption is, will most teams never repeat? A Super Bowl for the most part. It's just too tough. And so that's going to give him some more time. You know, again, unless it just goes crazy and we hear about some things with the players and they can't stand McVay and stuff like that. I don't think that's the case. I think they're just disenchanted because when your coach comes out like he's already out the door and then it kind of like, oh, he comes back and we don't have the privilege of being there every day. But just for me, looking at body language, guys aren't really playing that hard. They're not.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I don't think so either. I also think that this is a team that was not built well this year. And that does go back to Les Sneed. there's a lot of other factors. But when you're looking at the trenches and you're looking at the fact you're paying these guys the way they are, You know, I don't want to judge the Rams. They got the Super Bowl. We all wanted that Super Bowl. And we've all been saying there's going to be a price to pay for that, especially when you've been trading draft picks away and so on and so forth. But you got your Super Bowl. Who's going to complain about that? But the roster build depth-wise, especially where you needed it, you didn't handle it. This offensive line was not ready. I mean, Andrew Whitworth was the heart of that offensive line. Yeah. And what did they do to ensure the leadership was there? If I'm them, I'm keeping the group from last year together as much as possible. But no, there's oh, let's go ahead and let you know let let a dude go to Carolina. We're gonna you know what are you doing? Yeah, that's not in my view. How you want to handle this. And in the end, they put too much faith in those mid to late round picks that they put into the offensive line to get them through. And everybody gets hurt. I know people got hurt, but it just wasn't enough. This is the NFL. I mean, there aren't a whole room for excuses. So just the roster bill wasn't great this year. And I, I wonder what kind of ramifications those have for less and I think you're right. I think that a lot of people just be like, okay, you know what, you get one. But how does he respond this year? You know, And we're going to start looking at that. We're going to start looking at the salary cap of where it is for next year, where the Rams are financially. Um, and in my view, we also haven't seen the, the television contracts really impact the caps yet. We thought they would by now, but I don't really think they have. This is my view.
2: No, absolutely, absolutely, and and again, uh, I, I just think Les is going to get a mulligan, as will Sean McVay might get a mulligan as well. But my thing is, it just doesn't look like the players. Typically, that's when coaches really get let go. Is if the organization owner feels like the players don't want to play for the coach anymore. Whatever that means, and so and I don't,
1: I don't think that's the case to you.
2: I do, I think so. Yeah, really? I, I don't oh, really think sure. so.
1: I don't think so. But you know, you've been in the locker room. You you probably know more than me. We'll find out. You know, as of right now, the Rams are scheduled to be enter, enter the office with one million over the salary cap. Um, we'll see what they roll over or see what they get done. Um, I'm sure they'll make some moves. I'm sure they'll, they'll free up some money. I'm sure they're going to let some people go. We'll find out. All right, folks, it is time for us to go. I wish we were talking about a win, but it's life in the NFL now. It's life for the Rams. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Talk Rams. Follow me at DC Paul. Follow Mike at 1-23. And. That's all I got for you. That's all we got for you. We'll be back midweek and we're going to talk more about where things are going from here. Have a great one. We're out of here. We're out of here.